Hello and welcome to this message that was shared by Pastor Leia Hope Badoy on the Lighthouse Worship Celebration Online. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen and may this encourage you in this very difficult time we are all going through. Please share this with others so that they too can be encouraged. Thank you and God bless you. Good day everyone. Let's pray that the Lord will anoint the preaching of His Word today. To start with, the title of the Word is, Lest You Fall Away. Lest You Fall Away. And our main text for today is found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. And let me read. But the Spirit explicitly says that in the later times, some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. The Bible prophesied that prior to the tribulation, something called a falling away will take place. There is a coming pandemic to the Christian church that is more detrimental than any plague and that is the unprecedented falling away of the believers from faith in Jesus Christ. And we seem to be at the tipping point where this prophetic word is starting to shape up. And the church must brace for this unfortunate event. And thus today, we will talk about falling away and the purpose of this preaching is that we will guard our lives so that we don't fall away from the faith. The terrible falling away of the believers has been prophesied to be one of the precise signs of the second coming of Christ. And not many pay attention to this sign. What is this sign? The Apostle Paul prophesied, that many of God's people would turn away from him in the end times. And this is referred to as the great falling away. What do we know about the great falling away? Let me read to you a couple of scriptures. Matthew 24, 10. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Hebrews 3.12 Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. 2 Thessalonians 2.3 Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. The Greek word for falling away is apostasia, which means apostasy or defection from the truth. Apostasy is the formal disaffiliation from, it is an abandonment or renunciation of a religion by a person. It is the total rejection of Christianity by a person who having one time professed the Christian faith and then publicly rejects it. Apostasy means to fall away from the truth. 
It is a departure from Christ himself. Now, consider this crucial question. Why would such a thing happen? How could tens and thousands of true Christians turn away from God before the coming of Jesus Christ? And many of the believers are looking for the arrival of the Antichrist, but very few realize that the apostasy must take place before Jesus Christ comes. Over the past few years, we hear of famous Christian ministers leave and abandon the Christian faith. Marty Samson, a worship minister at Hillsong Church. He's a worship writer. He's a singer. He's an active member of the worship team. Marty Samson has publicly renounced his faith on social media. He has been a... a Christian music artist for 20 years and then he wrote he believes that Christianity is just another religion another famous Christian minister Joshua Harris who's more known for his book I Kiss Dating Goodbye and his book spoke about sexual purity and Joshua Harris has impacted a generation but a few years ago on Instagram he wrote that he has undergone a massive shift with regards to his faith and he declared that he is no longer a Christian how sad and unfortunate and shortly after announcing via Instagram that he departed from the Christian faith, he was seen uh, in a LGBT pride festival in Vancouver. Another personality, John Stengard, the former lead singer of a Christian band, he shocked the whole world when he recently took to social media to proclaim that he is no longer a believer. Friends, the Bible tells us this would happen. And I know that for many of us personally, you know one or two person or more person within your own circle who have fallen away from the Christian faith. And these are people who have one time professed to faith in Christ but now have turned away from the faith and are no longer living as Christians. And if you think that such a thing could never happen to you. Take heed lest you fall away from the faith. Understand, we are all vulnerable. We are all targets. And what has happened to them can happen to us if we are not careful, if we do not take heed. And we need to understand and learn how not to fall away. We need to be vigilant. We need to be on guard so that we do not fall away. We cannot boast that we will never fall away. Because it is a possibility for anyone and every one of us listening today. And through today's preaching, I like to give you a serious warning. God wants to give us a valuable lesson. God wants us to God wants to teach us something. The question is, why would a Christian fall away? 
What are some of the reasons? Let us study what are some of the reasons that a believer would fall away so that, you know, we can avoid making the same tragic mistakes. Firstly, the reason for falling away. Number one, affliction. Affliction includes calamity. It includes tragedy. It includes poverty. And there will be people who will go through pain and tragedy whose hearts will be marred with anger and offense towards God that they would turn away from God. We need to understand that affliction is part of living in this world. We will all suffer heartaches, injuries, disappointments, lack, rejection, and pain. And you know, the common course is whenever believers are struck with tragedy, loss, calamity, death, lack, the mind questions. The heart questions. Why didn't God allow this to happen? Why me? Why my family? Why us? Why is life so hard when all I wanted to do was obey God? Lord, I try to do what is right. I don't understand. Things do not make any sense. God, the pain is too much. If you love me, why do I have to go through such pain? Why do I have to live in such adversity, difficult situation? Why do I have to suffer injustice? Why, why, why? So many questions. And it is at this time. That doubt creeps into the heart. Doubt begins to take root. And you can charge God of neglect and injustice. There was a man in the Bible, in Psalm 73, a man named Asaph who fell into this sin. Asaph was a Levite. He was a chief singer. He was a leader of King David's choral worship group. And this man was a co-worker to David. And he was a close friend to David. Asaph was credited to writing 11 of the Psalms. And yet, in spite of his tremendous calling, Asaph confessed in Psalm 73, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well slipped. Why would Aesop declare this? Aesop's sin was the sin of believing that his sufferings were unfair punishments from God. This is the sin of charging God with neglect and injustice. And in Psalm 73, Asaph said, surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long, I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishment. You know, this passage also implies poverty. When Asaph said, for I was envious when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Asaph cried out, Lord, 
It does not make any sense. And Aesop's suffering brought him to the brink of charging God with unfaithfulness and unconcern. Gipasagdan ko sa ginoo, gikalimtan ko sa ginoo. And the man said to himself, Look at all the foolish, wicked sinners. They don't pray. They reject God's word. They neglect the Lord's commands. And yet, they are not plagued as other men are. They are not in trouble as other men. Sounds familiar. This sounds familiar. Was there a time and a season in your life that you did not understand what was happening? And you were questioning God, why would such a thing happen to you? And like Aesop, you wondered, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to do what is right? And friends, let me tell you, this is the point of danger. This is the place where slipping begins. In the midst of our trials, we may be tempted to do things that are not good, that are not right. And let me tell you, there is no way out of our grief, out of our sorrow. And we need to come to a point where we can say, I will not allow this questioning to go on. We come to a place that we say, yes, I am hurt. I am grieving. I am mourning. But I believe God is in control and God is seated on the throne. So enough, enough, enough of the doubting. Let me remind you, Jesus' life was not spared of affliction. At one point in his life, he was overwhelmed with pain and suffering and he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But Jesus did not allow his grief to take root in his heart and he turned that doubt. And in the most trying hour of his life, he cried out, Father, into thy hands. I commit, I commend my spirit. He turned his life and his future into the Father's hands. The Apostle Paul reminds us, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 17. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Let's go to number two. Why would a Christian fall away? Number two, because of no sufficient foundation and knowledge of the word of God. Some believers were never sufficiently taught God's word. The Christian faith is grounded on the word of God. 
Christianity is a taught and a learned religion. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But sadly, far too many congregations are only being equipped with milk, milk, instead of the solid food of the word of God. Believers are ignorant, lacking in the knowledge of the word of God. And when that happens, when we are ignorant, when we are lacking, when, not, when we are not grounded in the truth, what happens? We are not able to defend our faith. We are swayed by erroneous teachings and doctrines and we lack godliness and faith. Romans 10, 17 says, So then, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. The reality is, some believers have never been rooted in God's word. Some if not many, are not properly taught. God's word is not taught adequately. And some believers neglect the study of the word of God. Number three, reason for falling away. The love, the love of the world. The love of money causes apostasy. The love of self more than Jesus causes apostasy. The love of others such as your mother, your father, your friend, your spouse, your children more than Jesus causes apostasy. Understand that falling away begins with our thought. We begin to think about, you know, how much we would wish to have more financial security, more pleasure, more money, more comfort, more material possession. And soon, these thoughts gain power in our minds and we begin to make small decisions after another going in that direction. There was a man in the Bible named Demas who was a co-worker of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was spearheading a revival movement in, the, in that region. And Demas was part of his revival team. And at one time, Demas was a faithful man himself. He had worked with a radical and passionate, committed all-out Apostle Paul. And we learn, the Bible tells us, and Demas began to love the world. And he soon fell away. Demas wanted the good life. Demas wanted a balanced life. And in love with the world, Demas, who was a firm supporter of the Apostle Paul, deserted his leader. And I cannot tell you 
How many times I have seen believers once faithful, once passionate for God, being lured away, lured away from the church because they have fallen in love with things or activities that have no eternal merit. Number four reason for the falling away. Deception of false doctrines and false teachers. There are always some who will rise up and teach new doctrines. And this is why we are always urged to be aware. John 4, 1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. False prophets and false Christs will deceive many, even the elect. Matthew 5, 15 says, Beware of false prophets which comes to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. The falling away is actually a rejection of truth by the majority of the world, and it will take place through deception. One of the main reasons why some Christians are falling away from the faith is that there are so many gateway to alternative religious practices and people will be drawn to a modern form of Christianity that is not biblical. There will be many alternative forms of Christianity. You know, just recently, the Pope issued a statement endorsing civil laws for the LGBT, for those who are in same-sex marriage. And this is an utter defiance of what the Bible says. This is so unchristian, ungodly, and unbiblical. And they say, it is a move of love. Yes, God calls us to love the sinner, but we hate the sin. Let us never forget, God is a God of love, but He is also a holy God. 1 Timothy 4.1 Now the Holy Spirit expressly says that in the later times, some churches and church leaders will depart from the faith. And there's a growing number of people Rejecting Christianity and embracing other faith and spiritual practices, they are deceived and led into error. William Booth predicted that the gospel would not fare well in the 20th century. And he said that much of the church would be preaching Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, heaven without hell, and that is what we are today. 
Number five reason for the falling away. Parasitic sins. Parasitic sins. There was once a writer who told the story of how he stumbled upon uh, a very revolting video in the Facebook news feed. And the video shows an eye surgeon removing a, a parasite from the human eyes. And he recounted it was so gross, gross, and horrible to look at. You see, sin is like a parasite. Sin is gross. Sin is revolting. Sin is horrible. And sin is like a parasite. You know, sometimes they go unnoticed. They cling on to you. And they weave their destruction into your life. And many people have sins in their lives that are damaging them. Just like parasites are destroying our bodies. And a parasite is an organism that lives in your body and it gets food at the expense of the host. A parasitic sin will bring you down more than usual. A parasitic sin will pull you further away from God. And let me ask you today, is there a parasitic sin that clings on to you, that you have a difficult time shaking it off, and it's destroying your relationship with God. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There had been heroes of faith, ministers and pastors, servants of God who had fallen from grace because of parasitic sins. And we may ask, why? Why do they fall? And they fall for the same reason that all Christians fall. Each of us are drawn away but by our own evil desires. And when these desires are acted upon, they lead to sin. Sin has a life cycle. It either grows or it withers, depending on whether you feed or you starve it. John Owen wrote, Be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Number six reason for the falling away. This illusion meant by the church and leaders 
Today, the world is bombarded with newspaper headlines that breaks the hearts of the believers. Examples, Lutheran welcomes seven gay pastors. Episcopal court finds pastor guilty of death. Pastors leave uh, amid allegations of gay sex and illegal use of drugs. Minister held on illegal incest charges. Presbyterian church okays gay Ordinations, Ohio Episcopalian splits on banning gay from clergy. Pastor of mega church walks away from the Christian faith. A Christian church officiates same-sex marriage. A millionaire televangelist lavish lifestyle. Famous evangelist abandons the Christian faith. And we should realize that for every leader who loudly denies Christ, there are a thousand of a thousand of less known Christians who are doing the same. Matthew 24, 10 to 12. And then shall be many offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. Some believers would fall because they would be influenced by the erroneous actions of the leaders. That is why we are encouraged not to glorify our leaders. Let us not be quick to glorify our leaders. Let us not put them on a pedestal because when leaders fall, they fall hard and it is rough on everybody. Priscilla Shirer said, to avoid being hurt, the best way is by separating the gospel from the broken and imperfect people who preach it. Because the Christian me message, Shira says, is not about fallen human beings. Let's go to number seven, the last cause and reason for the falling away. Suffering and persecution. Suffering and persecution. In the last days, Christian Missionaries, leaders, and followers will be targets of hatred, injustice, persecution, sometimes to the point of being martyred for their faith. And the Christian is charged to be faithful. The Bible charges, Jesus Christ charges to be faithful even if it means the forfeiture of our lives. Satan will increase his persecution of believers, but they must stand fast even to death. Matthew 24, 9 to 10. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and they will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. And at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate. One another. It will be so difficult 
for the believers of God in the last days. Some will be in prison cells. Some would hide in solitary retreats in, in the mountains and the forest. Some would be outcast from society. Some would be on the run. And during this time, many believers will give in to the suffering and they will not be able to endure the persecution. When persecution arises, other believers immediately fall away. Suffering and evil exert a force that either pushes us away from God or pulls us towards Him. If you study history across the centuries, political government leaders who do not fear God have led many believers into apostasy. And they achieve this through persecution or by simply diverting the devotion of the people away from God. We read in 1 Kings 12, example, King Jer Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. You know, he caused a nationwide apostasy. And then there are leaders in Russia, Joseph Stalin and his socialist government closed down churches persecuting and forcing down the Christians into apostasy. And many Christians, including pastors, priests, and bishops, abandoned the faith in order to be spared torture and execution. I have given you seven reasons why believers fall away. But I tell you, none of these Reasons justify the falling away from Christ. So there you have it. The reasons for the falling away of the believers. And you know, as you listen to this, kulba man. Makakulba siya. But this is real talk. And as we listen, we are confronted with our weakness. We are confronted with our level of commitment to God. And you think, if such a thing would happen, could such a thing happen to you? Never think that, you know, it will not happen to you. Take heed lest you fall because we are all vulnerable. We are all at war with a cunning and deceptive enemy. And talks like this about falling away, you know, when you talk about falling away, falling away, it could be alarming. Because you cannot help but think, all right, uh, am I next? Uh, what was going to happen to me? Am I strong enough? Am I going to abandon my faith? How do we make sure we never stumble or worse? Fall away. And we need to learn. We need to understand how not to fall away. I'd like to give you four points. How to avoid falling away. How to avoid falling away. Number one, get grounded 
in the word. Get grounded in the word. Anyone who begins in the journey of Christ must be anchored firmly, firmly. Rooted in the word of God lest they fall away. Christ tells us we must live by every word of God. And if you want to avoid deception, love the word of God. Love the truth of God. Psalms 119, 159 says, See how I love your commandments. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. All your words are true. All your just laws will stand forever. You should read the Bible as if your life depended on it because it does. We have to be rooted and built up in Christ through the word. And the process of being rooted and grounded in the word requires a continual devotion. It requires a continual study and reading of the word of God. The next, get grounded in prayer. Get grounded in prayer. Don't get too busy to cultivate a prayer life that places God first. Men would live better if they prayed better. E.M. Bound said, when faith ceases to pray, it ceases to live. You know, it's hard to fall. It's hard to fall when you are on your knees. And studies have shown 9 out of 10 people who falls away. 9 out of 10 have no meaningful prayer or devotional life. It is impossible to, ex to spend extended hour time with God and not be changed, strengthened, and transformed. Next, let's go to letter C. Get grounded in discipleship. That is why in this church, we give emphasis to accountability and discipleship. And we live in a time that calls for stronger discipleship. And accountability relationships. Yes, discipleship is not an assurance, but it is a safeguard. Discipleship simply adds another level of security in your footing as a believer. What do you get in discipleship? The reminder, the follow-up, the encouragement, the teaching, the impartation, the covering. They all help us stay on track. And lastly, letter D. And I love this one. Get grounded in the blessed hope. Woo! Get grounded 
in the blessed hope. When followers of Jesus speak about the blessed hope, they look forward to seeing Jesus. Titus 2.13 says, Looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 8.18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of these present times are not worth comparing with the glory that is revealed to us. Woo! It is very important if you are a believer of God, you get a good grasp. You get a good grasp that you have a blessed hope. You have a blessed hope in Christ. And, and when we are aware of the blessed hope that we have in Christ, it changes our perspective on the suffering that would happen to us. And as the world spirals down, the Christian must have faith in that blessed hope. Be faithful and true to his word that he, God is faithful and true to his word that he will grant you a crown of eternal life. Friends, I like to encourage you, hold fast, hold fast to the blessed hope. The blessed hope is the glorious appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is certainly the most awaited day for the believer. Job 19, 25, 27 says, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. I'm reminded of that song. For I know that my Redeemer lives and I will stand with him on that day. For I know that my Redeemer lives and I will stand with him on that day. Though my flesh it be destroyed, yet with my eyes I will see God. For I know that my Redeemer lives and I will stand with him on that day. For I know that my Redeemer lives and I will stand with him on that day. Whew. How wonderful it is to know we have a blessed hope. Yes, there will be trials. There will be tribulation. We will have to endure hatred. 
injustice. But I tell you, when everything is said and done, whoa, Jesus is worthy of it all. The glory that awaits us far outweighs the cost of serving the Lord. And I like to encourage you today. Do not forsake. Do not give up. Because there is a crown of life that awaits you. Those who endure to the end shall receive the crown of life. And though the coming of the Lord may tarry, and though, you know, our flesh are being destroyed, and our spirits are being crushed, yet inside of us is the life of Christ. Inside of us is the life of Christ. And inside of us is the knowledge that we have a blessed hope in Christ. Woo! And in closing, The great falling away has not yet happened, but we seem to be arriving at a tipping point. I know that none of us wants to fall away. And I know that for most of us here, we imagine ourselves wholeheartedly Serving the Lord and loving the Lord up to the end. But it happens that some do fall away and many more will fall away. And as a church leader, I know that the falling away would be a serious threat for the church. And the falling away can happen to any one of us. Apostasy is all around us. And I'm here to tell you today, you don't need to become another Marthy Samson. You don't need to become another Joshua Harris. You don't need to be a casualty in your generation. And I implore you today, do not be overconfident saying, it will not happen to me. It will never happen to me. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, so the one who thinks he is standing firm should heed lest he fall away. If you think you are standing firm, you must be careful lest you fall away. 
the Bible tells us we must work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. We need to get at it because one thing is sure. Jesus Christ is coming back for a glorious church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. And I encourage you today, do not give up. Do not fall away. Do not walk away, but endure, endure to the end. Hebrews 10, 35, 36 says, Do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Woo! Friends, now is the time, more than ever, to fortify our spiritual backbone. To embrace Christ and not just religion. To know what we believed. To be grounded on the word of God so that we can stand firm on truth. To defend our faith in this most difficult time. Lastly, I like to read this verse and I like to call on Pastor Latour for the ministering. Hebrews 10, 25. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching god bless you brothers and sisters right now let's come before the lord in prayer can you close your eyes and right now let's come before god and ask for his help our father in heaven we thank you that you are concerned for us. You want all of us to make it until the end. Not one to fall away, not one to fail, but each one making it through until the end. Right now, God, we admit that we are weak. Hindi namin kaya, Panginoon. Would you please help us? Right now, would you pray to the Lord? Ask Him, Lord, help me, God. Strengthen me, Lord. God, right now, release the power of your Spirit. Release your grace. Right now, release your power, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Right now, let's pray to the Lord. Let's ask the Lord, God, give me the grace, Lord God. I choose. I choose, Lord God, to follow you. I choose, Lord God, to be strong and faithful. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Come on, let's ask the help of God. Lord, we decide today to follow you until the end. Would you help us, Lord God? Give us the power. Give us the strength, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Right now, let's ask the Lord to forgive us. If there are parasitic sins, if there's love of the world, and the other things that were discussed, let's come before the Lord right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we confess our sins. Lord God, we confess, Lord God, bitterness and anger. 
we confess lord that we have not forgiven some people would you please forgive us right now and lord in the name of jesus right now would you please forgive us for loving the world and the things of the world lord forgive us for loving money more than you forgive us for compromising our faith oh god for the sake of comfort and ambition come on pray to the lord ask the lord today god forgive me god help me to make things right come on make it right because those things if they are undealt with will steal your relationship with god will weaken you and make you unable to make it until the end so lord would you please help us would you please forgive us lord god right now would you please forgive us lord god help us and then let's ask the lord to help us do those things that we need to do get grounded in the word of god right now make a decision lord beginning today i will read the bible every day i will pray every day god i'll be in discipleship come on let's make those decisions let's make those important decisions and ask the lord to help us come on let's pray lord god we ask you to give us the power to read your word and pray every day god we want to do that we decide to do that would you please help us by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to be consistent every day. To read and pray. And Lord, discipleship, life group, Lord God, we will focus on those things. Give attention to those things. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And God, we want to focus on the coming of Jesus, that great blessed hope. Lord God, forgive us for we are so uh, engrossed with this world, with the present short-term concerns of life. But God, right now, we set our minds, we set our hearts on the future, on that great promise of God, which will surely come to pass. Jesus Christ will return and we will see him and he will come and take this world to make it his own kingdom. So Lord, we fix our eyes on you. We focus our minds and our hearts on you. You are God. You are our Savior. You are coming King Jesus. We give our hearts to you. We trust you. We are excited for your return. We look forward to your coming, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for that promise which will surely come to pass. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord continually strengthen your heart in this trying time. And please keep posted because we will continue to come up with recordings like this so that you will be strengthened as you go through this season. God bless you.